this teaching we've been talking about, how faith works, or it stemmed from our teaching on faith for the new creation in Christ. And we have seen throughout Scripture, beloved, that the new creation in Christ, those born from above, those who are born again, those who have accepted Jesus as their Savior and Lord under the new covenant, we live by, we live from the faith of Jesus, living in agreement with what he has finished. (laughs) And when you get to that place, it makes life a whole lot easier because you are no longer relying on your efforts to be justified. Rather, you are resting or, or, or you are believing and resting in that what Jesus did satisfied the Father. And when you do that, it makes life a whole lot easier because, again, you're not trusting on what you do. You're resting in what he did. Oh, let me say that again. When you live by the faith of Jesus, you're not trusting in what you do, Minister Tillery, but you're resting in what he did. Are you with me? So, and then too, and when you do this, you, oh man, I'm jumping ahead of myself. You don't even compete, not only within the body, but you no longer compete with anyone else. See, when you are competing, you are now resting on what you do. You are trying to achieve something by your own efforts. But when you can rest in Jesus and trust him, you don't have to compete with anybody. I'm I'm relying on him. Watch this now. That way, as he promotes you, he gets the glory and not you. (laughs) Boy, this is good already. So... Uh, Let's go to Galatians. But again, we've seen that a new faith has come, and we want to go over this some more and see something that we need to understand is you cannot walk in revelation truths when it's not cemented. So in order to walk in this securely, or let me say that, in order to walk in truth securely, it has to be in you. You know, it has to settle in you. What do you mean? Now that truth has become part of my foundation. And once it's part of your foundation, because it's so solid, I can stand boldly on these truths. And, and see, and when it's not solid, that's why we waver. That's why today now you're good now because you're amongst other believers. But when you get amongst those who are still trying to rely on themselves or those who don't believe, you know, if, if I'm not solid, then I can waver. Oh. And you got to remember everything about the new creation in Christ. It's about believing. It's about living in agreement with the Father. Living in agreement. And things manifest when we put our faith, our convictions in 
Put that definition up for me. I don't know how, how the Holy Spirit want to move. Let's just move with this word, that word pistis. Okay? I, I, I want to say something. I want to show you something because it's the agreement that God is looking for. And see, people think things aren't happening because they're not good. Things aren't manifesting for believers is because they are living outside of agreement with God. Yes, you are holy. Yes, you are just. Yes, he loves you. Yes, you are the apple of his eye. But things aren't manifested because you are good. Or things aren't manifested because you are holy. Things are manifested because you live in agreement with God. You believe what he said. And watch this. And since I believe it, I'm going to walk in that. That's why, again, when you hold fast to your profession, Homer Legear, you love what he loves and you hate what he hates. So for the people who always, you know, for those who uh, say you're giving people an excuse to live in any kind of way, that's not nowhere near what we're saying or what I'm saying or what the Bible teaches. So if I really live in agreement, because here's what people do. They say, well, he's this or she's that. They can't be saved. No, no. First of all, we're being perfected day by day. And it, watch this now. And if he has really had an encounter and desires to live in agreement, eventually the tide should begin to turn. See, we're trying to make people a certain thing overnight. No, 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 no. But if she really loves, if she really loves being in agreement and loves the Lord, there's going to be a desire to walk therein. Now, 10 years later, we shouldn't be tripping over the same obstacles now. But my point is, if I'm living in agreement, I'm going to love what he loves. Okay, yeah. But notice, I want to show you something. Pistis is always a gift from who? God, and never something that can be produced by people. In short, pistis or faithful to believer is God's, what, divine persuasion. And therefore, distinct from human confidence, yet it involves it. So this goes back to that belief. This faith is different, but... Watch this now. It involves human belief. What do you mean? When I read the word, when I see the word, when God speaks, I now place my belief, what I've seen, what I've heard, what I've read, and I give it back to him. In other words, I come into agreement with what he said. And that's what consummates it. That's why Jesus says he is the author and finisher of your faith. He is the author. What? When I hear it, the persuasion comes from him. And he finishes it when you come into agreement. It's consummated now. He started it. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the spoken word. And it's consummated when you come into agreement with, oh boy, this is See, again, this has to become solid.
Because I, may, I, I said now people are, are somewhat upset because things don't manifest and, they, and they're trying to do something in order to get blessings to procure. No, be, you have to live in agreement. You're not holy because of how you dress or, or what you, you're not holy because you do what we call holy things. That's not, do you, do you? Oh. Ooh. I said again, you're not holy because of what you do. You are holy because of what Jesus did. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And since you agree with what he did, it prompts you to walk therein. But you're not holy because you pray all the time. Pray is good. Pray is good to pray a lot. But that's not what makes you holy. It's good to come to worship. It's good to study your word. It's good to do, it's good to love people. But those, see, again, to say that those things make me holy, you are now trying to establish your rightness before God based upon what you do. That's why you always, you know, sometimes we condemn ourselves when things don't happen because we feel like I came up short. No. You, yeah, you came up short of believing or living in agreement. What is it? Hebrews 10, 18 to 10, 10. Tell me, let me show you something. Watch this. Are you here? Listen, I haven't taught in about three, three weeks or so, so we have to re- lay this foundation. Again, see, what we, we want to get to the place uh, where we... We free ourselves from performing. <laughs> huh. It's quiet. You want to untangle yourself. Let me show you something. Jesus Christ did the things God wanted him to do. And because of that, <laughs> hold on. Oh, this is, oh, I wish y'all would stay all day today, man. If I could get you for an hour and a half. But mm, you got to get home, you know, the game, come on tonight. You want to do all that stuff. Jesus Christ did the things God wanted him to do. And because of that, what he did, we are made holy through who? The sacrifice of Christ's body, not you sacrificing doing things. Christ made that sacrifice one time. And it's good enough (laughs) for all time. See, and I'm saying that. You are holy because of what Jesus did. And since I believe uh, uh, and because I walk in agreement of what he did and because of that, guess what? I want to walk accordingly. But it's not me doing that makes me holy. It's what he did that makes me holy. 
And see, the reason why I say you have to submit that, because if you don't believe that, every time you make a mistake, you're back at the altar saying, Lord, save me again. Well, how many times does he have to save you? And here's the thing. If I'm at the altar every time I mess up, you will never get saved that way. Because, again, I'm never doing it enough. You have to settle the fact that when you accept Jesus, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And if I do mess up, he still loves me, and I'm still... See... And watch this. And if I have to get saved every time I mess up, you're not even sure of your security in Christ. And you do not want to walk around with that kind of belief that you're not sure if you were to be taken up, if you would make it or not. I'm going somewhere. And you can't even let preachers preach you back into bondage. Yeah. Ask the Lord to save you. Well, I thought I did that last week. Yeah, but you know, you you, you know, you, you said a bad word, and that's not that's just not holy. Uh, I'm about to say another one. And that's what people, I'm sure they're thinking, because it's not what I do that makes me holy. It's how I believe, and I believe that Jesus made me holy once and for all. See, there is no condemnation. In those who are in Christ Jesus, period. That's the original translation. And if you look in the original Greek, that's how it ends. Reads, they added who do not walk after the flesh but according to Christ. Uh, in, in study, I tell you this, translators added that extra portion because they thought that Paul's gospel was characterized by too much grace. So we have to throw some foolishness in it. See, it's, it's, it's like people mixing law and You can't mix the both. Mix them both. Let me show, go to that uh, Romans 8 and 1. Let me show you something. See, so you have to set a fact, man, that God loves me. So what? I, I'm not trying to mess up, but if I did, I know I'm still his beloved. So, so now anyone who is in Christ is not judged guilty. Do you have the NET translation? If not, listen, you're not judged. See, religion says you are guilty. Now come back, ask the Lord to get you right again. Yeah. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. See, some of us have been saved more times than we can count. And God bless whoever, man, and people only can do what they know. But, but um, you, you, we got to settle the fact he heard me the first time. 
Hold on. And he settled the fact then. That, that's why you better be careful who you condemn in the hell because they, they were still working on things. And I, oh, I knew him. He was the biggest dope boy in town. Yeah, but he got saved when he was 17 that you didn't. Are you hearing me? I know her. Man, she's still uh, doing whatever. Yeah, yeah. But she got saved when she was 21. That's why it's important to be planted somewhere where these truths are being taught. I don't know where she go or what he does, but I do know if he was sincere then. No one shall pluck you out of. Well, I guess I got to do a teaching on the doctrine of soteriology or salvation. But there is now, now go to verse 2. Look at this. You hear? See, listen, we say, say to Seth, I am going to untangle you today. Yeah, you tired. Some of you are tired of being wrapped up, tied up. I don't want to be wrapped up and tied up and tangled. Jesus does not want you to be wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in him. That don't even make sense. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled all up in Jesus. What? Oh, uh, let, let, let's read this and I'm going to take you out of five. You mean tangled up in Jesus. Why are you tangled up in him? What? I just don't understand his, his teaching. He's saying things that I have not heard before. Aren't you glad? You came here today. Just chapter and verse that says we're wrapped up, tied up, tangled up. That's all I want to say. I ain't arguing. I'm just saying, just show me where it is, bro. For the law of the life-giving spirit is in Christ Jesus has what? Set you free from the law of sin and death. Okay, now let me show you something. Uh, go to Galatians 5. Where do we say go? Yeah. Or I take Galatians 5 1. Galatians. Untangle yourselves. Boy, I'm trying to get into my just this little my little flowing. Galatians. Did I say Galatians 5? Oh, okay. We have freedom. Now. Because Christ made us free. Stand strong in that. Hold on. Stand strong in that freedom. Don't go back into slavery again. What are you talking about? Slavery to the Judaizers' interpretation of the law. 
the Judaizers taught that the law observance was the way to complete or perfect one's affiliation with Christ. So again, they were still trying to say that you're only going to be right by doing all of these things to measure up. And, and, and see, let me see the New King James Version. They didn't like that version too much. Let's see. Thank you, sir. Stand fast, therefore, in the, do you see this? Liberty. Wait, so you're telling me to be entangled? No, no, you're telling me to be entangled in him. <laughs> Tied up in him. And here, as Holy Spirit reveals truth, the Apostle Paul, to the Apostle Paul, he says to stand, therefore, uh, uh, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty whereby Christ has made us free. And do not. I understand what people are trying to say. I'm tired, I'm wrapped up in you're not free if you you sound religious. That's what you sound religious when you talk like that. Don't live with that condemnation cloud over your head. Watch this. Hold on. Hold on. Again. Again. If I'm living in agreement, I'm going to love what he loves and hate what he hates. See, a righteous man, you may not know this. But a righteous man may fall seven times. That doesn't mean once you get to seven, there's no more grace. And I submit to you, we know that not to be true. It, we know he's fallen more because some of us, not only have you... <laughs> <laughs> seven times. We talking seventy times seven times seventy plus ten multiplied by infinity. A righteous man may may fall seven times, but he gets back up again. Are you here? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty of what? Whereby Christ has, has what? Made us free. Again, you guys, you have to remember the, the context in which the Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Galatia. These believers were turning from faith in Jesus, that this new faith that has come, that we've read, and we'll go back over it, to legalism. So they were going to living in the freedom of Christ. Then there were false teachers saying, no, no, this is how you're supposed to do it. Moses said, notice Christ is the end of the law. We've seen this. He's the completion. He's the fulfillment of it. Are you here? 
So people, listen, that's like you get in these truths and you go back and say, no, no, I don't necessarily agree with that. You got to go get saved again. Then you start asking for scriptures and verses. Well, it, it, I, I just know what's in there. What kind of? John eleven twenty four. 24, try to find an amplifier, um, the verse that says uh, uh, that we have eternal life now. But, I, but, but listen, so these people who were free, and yet they were allowing people to sway them back into bondage. That's why he tells them, I think it's chapter 3, says, listen, how foolish can you be? After beginning this new life in Christ, do, do you think it's about what you've done? No. Are you here? And, 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 and many today, even preachers, sadly to say, are trying to get us to return back to trying to earn God's favor by following a bunch of rules and regulations. Are you here? And see, here's the thing we, we, we have to understand, too. We, we can't allow, and I said this before, we can't allow denominational rules to be imposed on us. You know, man's do's and don'ts. The creeds ain't worth $2 if, they, if, they not, if they're outside of the Scripture. <laughs> See, it's hard to hear because religion has made a, religion has done us some great damage. And when, in the sense I'm saying religion, when we're trying to justify ourselves before God by doing a bunch of stuff and thinking, oh, and, and that's where self-righteousness comes in. You think you're more holier than, because I'm watching TV and you praying. You know, I, I'm not measuring up because I have a life and hobbies and, 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 and you trying to see the third heaven. That's not the translation. Yeah. Who? I don't think that's the one, but you, you could go. I, I look for it here in a second. What, what does that say? I'll show you anyone here. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. They have. Well, that's one translation, but. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, the person who hears my word, do y'all see this? The one who heeds my message and believes and what? Trust in him who has sent me has. Possesses when? Now. What? You heard the message. You received it. Has eternal life. Has possesses. Now what? Eternal life. That is eternal life actually begins. Do you see this? Actually begins. The believer is transformed and does not come into judgment and condemnation, but has passed over in, from death into. So why are you feeling condemned? Why aren't you sure? Oh. 
Now, again, if you're just out here living any kind of way, you should feel some kind of way. Convicted. But not condemned. Are you here? And see, with that conviction, it should bring you to a place of hope. Hope. Wait a minute. I'm not, I'm not living in agreement. Let me get in agreement. Are you here? So, but the translate, what, what, pass, what translation you mentioned? Okay, yeah, if you want to put that up there for the here in 1 John 5, 13. Are you guys here in the ERV? So, uh, where are we at? Yeah, we're talking about denomination, uh, denominational uh, rules and regulations. So we have to be careful that we can't even allow. Uh, okay, here, either writer, I write this letter to you who believe in the Son of God. I write so that you would know that you have what? You have it when? Neos Zoe in the Greek, eternal life. Unstoppable. Life that cannot be extinguished. Life that cannot be put out. It's like lighting the fire in the in the flame and you you know like those fake birthday candles and you nearly passed out and, and they everybody laughing and you thinking you getting old no no they're they're designed not to they're designed not to be extinguished and that's what eternal life does it's life that cannot be Unstoppable life. Are you here? Go back to Galatians 5.1. So untangle yourselves. And see, here's the thing. As long as you're trying to measure up by what you do, you move yourselves outside of God's grace. So you actually do yourself a disservice trying to measure up by what you do. Listen. (laughs) This will revolutionize your life if you receive it. Let me tell you something. This is what... um, I don't, I'm not impressed with church theatrics. Give me revelation truths. Oh. Revelation. You see, revelation is not something new. It's only new to the person that has been disclosed to. So, like, we think, oh, that's new. No, no, no. Revelation, the, the Greek word apocalypsis, it means to uncover, to unveil, to reveal, to disclose something that was previously known or already there. It's not something. It's new to you because the light just came on. <laughs> new. It didn't come today. Like, these were... 
the verse that we read, did they just come up today? You probably read these verses a million times. But because of things being uncovered and truth revealed, oh, that's when the light, oh, thank you, God. And see, some of you don't mark the calendar how many times you got saved. And you condemn yourself, man, I ain't got but one more time. One more time in the Lord. And I understand the humble prayer. Some try to pray, Lord, forgive me for the things I'm doing, things I'm about to do, things I'm going to do. But see, just, just, just embrace who, Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that you see me holy. Uh, go, uh, did we read this verse? Okay, go to Colossians 1, I think, 20 and 21, maybe. Let me show you something. No, 21, 22, maybe. I know when you get to it. Let's see. Because Holy Spirit is leading me somewhere else. Let me show you something. Thank you, sir. <sighs> see, at one time, give me the, you can do the, the, I don't think they like the ERV. Let's try the New King James Version. <laughs> see, when we keep thinking, look, King James did not write the Bible. At one point, his translation was just the closest to the original Greek. But he, there's only one author, many penmen. Man didn't write the Bible. Man wrote as God spoke, but man did not write. So everybody be true. Man, man, well, first of all, man didn't write the Bible. Man wrote as he heard. Are you here? But, so, so, so we get a translation that you can understand. Like, hither, de, yea, we, we, that's not Greek nor Hebrew. That's ye, yea, that's 16th century English. So those talking, man, I can't hardly read the King James, but you swear by it, stand by it, and King, then you're talking about, it's hard to read. It's hard to read because it's old English. For some, whoever says it's hard to read, I don't, I don't see, you know, is, he, is it hard to read or you just read after you done ran yourself down and you're tired now <laughs> and ready to go to sleep? Done watched all the TV shows. And once you were once alienated, what? Watch this. Enemies what? In your mind by wicked works. Yet now he has reconciled you in the body of the flesh, death through, uh, in the body of his flesh through death to present you what? Holy, blameless. Now, I wanted to show you that because, see, when you realize that God sees you holy, blameless, and above reproach, in his sight, then you will stop that self-righteousness trying to, you know, say things and do certain things to qualify. No, Jesus qualified you. And, and listen, and some brought that mindset of what you were told about what God would do to you and how all these bad, and see, we come into the body of Christ still afraid and not, and, and, and see, the reference, when the Bible talks about having fear, it's not talking about being afraid of God. It's talking about being reverent. 
knowing how to honor him. It's not about being afraid because you can come boldly to the Father now. Are you here? But, but some, some believers still see themselves as God's. You're not God's enemy. And see, we, we've seen throughout this teaching that, let's go back to Galatians 5, 4. Let me say something. See, you put yourself under that curse when you try to live according to that system. Again, well, why did this happen? Perhaps you didn't get the wisdom. Perhaps, perhaps bad choice. Perhaps I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. But, but, but and for the believer, you need to hear this. Stop saying that every time something happens that, that you know, kind of don't go your way, oh, God got to correct, God got to rebuke me. It hurt me in a sense to get my attention. Again, he gets your attention by speaking to you. He corrects you with his word as we've seen. So he doesn't have to inflict sickness on you to wake you up. First of all, you've already been healed. And since you already been healed, he's not going to go back on his word, inflict sickness on you. Oh. Just think at the mindset of Christians. Then we want people to serve him, and you blaming every bad thing on him. And we thinking things happening to whoever in your family because of stuff you did. No. People just need to. That's why it's so important to be led by Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to get wisdom. That's why it's so, so important not to just be out here bouncing around living out of agreement. If you try to be made right with God through the law, again, performing certain things and keeping certain things to, to justify yourself before God. We, we've been over that. Your life with Christ is finished. You have left God's grace. Oh, so it's not him. I got out of agreement. And, and see, and when you get out of agreement, you impose certain things upon yourselves that could be prevented had you stayed in agreement. Oh. Are you here? Here's what it's saying. Coupling law with grace in the fashion of the Judaizers makes Christ's death for nothing. That's, what he, that's why he said you have left Christ. Does, he, he said if you're trying to do both, you, you, listen, you're, it's, it's, in, it's all in vain. It's for naught. As a matter of fact, when you study the book of Galatians, Paul emphasized freedom throughout this book, this letter, so much that freedom has been called the basic concept underlying Paul's argument throughout this letter. You can literally see it throughout each chapter. Are you here? Let me show you something. What, I just said something. Let me, Galatians 2. 
let me see I have it Galatians 2 let me show you something so we just read verse 4 right if you're trying to be go no go 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 back go back for a second are you here I guess we'll review again next week because I, I didn't get to nowhere that I thought, but it's ready to obey God. So, see, that's why it's so important to rely on the anointing, man. You're in trouble when you get up here and try to do this on your own. Now you're performing. That's why I said the other week, I don't generally do sermons around holidays and things like that, except God, give me something. See, and see, that's when you get outside of, and just because it's a good message doesn't mean it penetrates, because, you see, it's only going to penetrate when the Spirit led. No, this is what He's put in His way. If you want to be effective and accomplish what He desires, let Him lead you. And not surround messages, because I, I could preach, oh, here's a good Mother's Day message, but that's not what God intended for me to teach. So although it was, you know, it was, it was good, it really didn't accomplish what he desired because I'm, I'm trying to stay in sync with what the world, what, what everybody's doing. I want to be rele relevant. And, and just let me say this for you who are preachers of the gospel. If you want to be relevant, stay in tune to the Holy Spirit. Why? Hold on, hold on. Because he knows all things. He will guide you into all truth. Show you things to come. Are you here? I'm very aware of our congregation. From the uh, infant all the way up to the elders. And see, it's, it's being in tune with the Holy Spirit that enables me to feed everybody at the table. See, but see, hold, hold on. But see, when, when I'm trying to be all, you, you're only going to speak to one group of people. So if you're just feeding the giraffes, you are failing in what your assignment should be. Likewise, if you're just feeding the ant and just speaking on the ant level, you're missing the tigers and bears. But, 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 but and the lions and lioness. But, but listen, but when you speak as led by Holy Spirit, you get everybody. Galatians 2, 16 ERV. Let me close with this, and we'll try again next week. Because, and see, here's the thing about the Word of God. You can't exhaust the Word. You can't exhaust it. And see, the thing about Revelation, you can look at a same pericope of Scripture, and every time you look at it, he gives you another side of it. Greater truths. So, 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 so don't, don't be moved by, oh, I read this verse a thousand times. Yeah, but it's not to the thousand and one time. 
that it's uncovered. You can't exhaust it. Are you here? But we know that no one, no one, big mama, big daddy, no one is made right with God by following the law. It is trusting in Jesus Christ that makes how do you get right? So, uh, uh, again, that's why we, let's get off the appearance thing. Hey, man, everybody's not going to look like us or look like you. And see, when you understand that you're made right by trusting in Jesus, you look at people in light of how Jesus sees them and not sneer your nose up because they're not dressed like you. And calling them this and that. Hair could be whatever color. I, hey, I love Jesus. Some of you women now want, I'm not saying dye your hair, but because of religion, you've been called everything but a child of God. You're afraid to try any other color than black. I'm sorry, super black. <laughs> but when you get free, you will come up in here with turquoise, yellow, orange, as some of y'all call it. I say orange, some of y'all say orange. Uh, in some, it, there may be an orange, but I'm saying orange, tat it up, you won't sneer your nose, will you look at me funny if you knew I had tattoos? And if you did, it wouldn't bother me, no how, because Jesus made me right. But we know that no one is made right with God by following the law. It is trusting in Jesus Christ that makes us or makes that person what? Right with God. So we who have put our what? Faith in the faith of Jesus. Or Christ Jesus. Uh, so, so we, slow, y'all going too fast. So we have put our faith in Christ Jesus because we want it to be made right with God. So if you want to be made right with God, you have to put your faith in Jesus. Why? Because your life is hidden in him. And when he sees you, he actually sees himself. Because he and the son of one. Are you here? And we are made right with him because we trusted in Christ. Not because we followed the law, a bunch of rule and regulation keeping. I can say this because no one can be made right with God by the law. And again, the purpose of the law was to point us to Christ. 
If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.